NASCAR Convos. I'm Maddie Mitchell and I'm your host today and always because, well, quite frankly, this is literally my podcast. So who else is going to host it? Happy freaking Monday and happy freaking December. It's crazy that we are in the last month of the year. That is something that is really, truly insane to me. Time is flying and I, as always, am not okay with it. Uh, Yeah, December 4th. What a day. What a day to be alive. Am I right? I hope we're having a fabulous day. I hope we're all feeling amazing and we're thinking, I am so excited for the month of December. I know I am. I personally am. Vibes are high. Spirits are high. We're all just hopefully feeling good. We're feeling fresh. We're feeling cozy. That's something that I'm kind of prioritizing always. Anyways, this week's episode is retail horror stories, which I am personally very, very excited for because I had no shortage of submissions. So many of you wrote in with your retail horror stories, and I am very, very excited to dive into them. In case you're wondering, Maddie, do you have any of your own retail horror stories? I do, but I'm not going to bore you with the details in this episode because I have done previous episodes on retail horror stories where I have touched on my own experience. So feel free to go back and listen to those episodes. Um, Lots of laughs, I'm sure, slash I hope, my fingers are crossed that there's lots of laughs in that episode. Um, But there will definitely be lots of laughs in this episode. And that is a Maddie Mitchell guarantee. You're welcome. Wanted to start off with some housekeeping, some quick little updates. First of all, I had been saying for the past few episodes that I am setting this goal that I wanted to reach a certain number of five-star reviews on, or five-star ratings, I should say, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And wouldn't you know, I wanted to hit these goals by the end of the year. And by December 1st, we've already hit the Spotify one, which is so insane. We have a thousand five-star ratings on Spotify, which is so crazy. Thank you so much. If you are one of those thousand five-star reviews, thank you so much, truly from the bottom of my heart. And on Apple Podcasts, we are getting there. We are definitely getting there slowly but surely. I'm trying to get to 500 five-star ratings on Apple And we're at 380. And I just want to clarify on Apple, you do also have the option to leave a review. That's not what I'm asking for. I'm asking for literally just tapping the five stars, which is like hopefully less of a lift on your end. And I'm hoping that that might entice you to go do it because you it's not absolutely necessary that you leave a full written review kind of singing my praises. That's not necessary. It's always an added bonus and it's always an option. And I'm never going to say, hey, don't sing my praises in the form of an Apple podcast review. But it's just that's not what I'm asking of you at this point in time. So that would be a fabulous Christmas present. If you were looking to get me something, that would be, that's what I'm looking for this holiday season. So thank you so much. And what else? What else? What else? Oh, passenger of the week. Um, last week's passenger of the week was from a very snowy Canadian listener. And I was thinking that it would be a cool thing if you are sending in a picture to be passenger of the week to just tell me where in the world you are, because I feel like that adds a fun little element to it. Um, This year in Spotify wrapped, I was able to see that people in 88 countries listen to this podcast, which is insane. So if you want to just, I'm not saying, you know, share your street address by any means. I'm not looking for that much information. Just share the state that you're in or the country that you're in or the city that you're in, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. But I feel like that adds a fun little element to it. And I know I've said before that don't worry if you don't have a car and you can't participate in being passenger of the week, there will be other ways to be the passenger of the week. And I came up with it. I came up with another way that you can become the passenger of the week. It's in the form of a meme. If you submit a meme, a parked car convos themed meme, 
and I eat it up, I have literally no choice but to eat it up. You can also become the passenger of the week that way. And I will share it on the podcast Instagram. Okay, now moving into peak and valley of the week. My peak of the week is so ew, gushy, sentimental, like get a room, like relax, Maddie. And I'm just kind of prefacing this in advance. And I'm not going to I'm not going to talk your ear off about this because I do this almost every week. So it's kind of just embarrassing at this point. But this past week, people's Spotify wrapped came out and it's actually really cool because Spotify does something so much better than Apple, but they, they send it to podcasters too. So I get to see like a breakdown of how many people were listening, what episodes were most popular. And it's, it's really cool. They do like a whole Spotify wrapped, but just for podcasters. And I went through it and it was like, just insane to see to see the numbers and to be like oh my god I've said this before but I just think so often it's like I'm recording a podcast episode sitting by myself and then I post it and it's like I know that people are listening because you guys tell me that you're listening and you tell me that you like it and that's amazing but it's still just like seeing actual tangible numbers in front of my face I'm like oh my god that's actually so unreal um and so that was that was crazy. And so many of you were sharing with me that you were that I was your top podcast of the year and things like that, which was like so beyond cool. I feel like I, I can't stress it enough. And then I was like, you know what? I want to go back to this time last year and see if I can find what my Spotify wrapped numbers were from this time last year. Cause I remember last year was the first year that I had gotten the Spotify wrapped as a podcaster, even though I I must have missed it the first year. I don't know. But last year, okay, so 2022, um, in my Spotify wrapped, it said, you're a top 10 podcast for 102 fans. And I remember being like, holy fuck, 102 people are listening to my podcast enough that it's one of their top 10 podcasts. That's so crazy. And this year, I was a top 10 podcast for 4,216 fans. And I started bawling my eyes out because that is so, it's just, it's, it's really, it's just so insane. And I think, I don't know, I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I think a lot of um, internet people, content creators, influencers, they, you know, get really big, they build a platform and then they're like, oh, maybe I'll start a podcast. And then when they start a podcast, naturally, like so much of their audience just kind of translates to the podcast. And that just like wasn't the case with me. You know what I mean? Because I started this podcast two and a half years ago with like legitimately 17 people listening or something like that. And so to see those numbers kind of go up over time, knowing that like I genuinely just started this for like love of the game. Like I didn't think that that many people were going to listen. And I knew that I just loved podcasts. I loved listening to podcasts and I loved talking. And so it was like, this is just kind of the natural fit for me. Um, but to see this kind of get built up over time has just been like the coolest thing ever. And I mean, I feel like hopefully that's, it's very clear to you why I do this. And it's because I just enjoy it. And it's because I love that you guys like it. And, um, you know, we've done 83 episodes now, which is so beyond insane, but it's been, it's been so cool to kind of watch this grow and to see how many of you 
actually like listening to this. It's it's crazy. So truly, truly, thank you so much if you've been listening. I think we have a lot of new listeners in recent weeks of people uh, just discovering that I have a podcast that are telling me that they're binging the entire thing, which is, as I've said, just kind of like the most terrifying thing ever. And I think also just as I've grown on like TikTok and Instagram, um, as I've talked about on here before, uh, there's a lot of people that just like don't like me at all. Um, but I've always felt that the podcast is like a safe space because I don't think anyone that like genuinely vitriolically hates me is going to take time out of their day to listen to this podcast. And I think because of that, I just love this kind of community of people that listen to the podcast because I know that, (laughs) I know that in your heart of hers, you don't hate me as a human being. And that is so important and it makes me feel very safe. So thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, you are truly amazing. Um, okay. My Valley of the week, I have this written down in my notes app, so I wouldn't forget what I have written is mental turmoil and Trader Joe's coffee creamer. Classic. No classic. Honestly, the mental turmoil, I'm not going to bore you with those details. That was just, I don't know. I had a very tumultuous therapy session this week. Um, because I've been kind of like, I've been kind of spiraling, but putting it on the back burner, I've been back burner spiraling, if you will. And I think every time I have a therapy session, it just like all comes to light because I'm actually speaking about things where other times I'm just like too busy to actually process emotions. But when I'm in a therapy session, I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh, okay. This is, Oh, we're all going to let this out right now. Awesome. 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 And I do. And it, feels so good every time to just kind of like get it off my chest but it does kind of send me into a tad bit of an existential crisis but at the end of the day that's really kind of none of my business moving on to the far more interesting topic the Trader Joe's coffee creamer because you've all been along with me on this saga so basically I was obsessed with this Trader Joe's coffee creamer it's an oat milk coffee creamer it was maple and brown sugar I was literally obsessed with it I had it in my coffee every single day for like six months and then naturally I got sick of it because that's what happens but then we were approaching like seasonal coffee creamer time of the year and so I was like oh this is perfect I'm gonna go find a peppermint mocha creamer blah 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 the peppermint mocha series is tanking I hate to say it and the main reason for this is because every single grocery store I go to just does not carry enough dairy-free creamers And the ones that they do, they just carry like vanilla, vanilla flavored oatmeal creamer or something like that. So they're not really branching out into the, the Christmas spirit, which is kind of rude of them if I do say so myself. But besides the point, I was in Trader Joe's the other day and I saw that they had a new, honestly, I don't know how new this is. I hadn't been to Trader Joe's in a while, if I'm speaking my truth, which is incredibly off brand, but they had a new oat milk creamer that was cinnamon bun flavored cinnamon roll cinnamon bun I don't know whatever you want to call it and I was like okay fine twist my arm because I love their maple and brown sugar one like I'm sure I'll love this cinnamon one because also I like cinnamon so I'm like this this makes sense right and I was so excited I added it to my cart quite literally and then I I left and I I didn't just leave this I paid for it and then I left the store and I tried it the next day And it's ass. It's literally ass. And I've been trying to convince myself that it's not, but it's just, it's not working, unfortunately. Um, What it tastes like, because I love cinnamon. And also the fact that they're referring to this flavor as cinnamon roll 
or cinnamon bun. I forget which one it is. It's one of the two. But cinnamon roll implies something very different than just cinnamon. You know what I mean? Cinnamon roll, that implies sweetness. Maybe it's kind of like vanilla. You know, it has extra kind of flavors in it. Let me tell you, this does not, this tastes like a cinnamon stick. Like a, like if I were to go harvest a cinnamon stick in the wild and gnaw down on it, that's what it would taste like. It smelled, when I smelled it, I don't know why I do this to myself because sometimes I, before I eat something, I smell it and then I already hate it before I've even eaten it, which isn't always good because sometimes something can taste good, but just like not smell amazing. And it doesn't matter because in my mind, it's already like, I'm already done. I'm already over it. But when I smelled it, it smelled like a bowl of like potpourri that you would find at your grandmother's house. And that's not something I ever want to be like dipping in my coffee and kind of then consuming. So, but I was like, whatever, I'll try it. I put some in my coffee, took a sip. It just like wasn't really sweet, which most of the time with these like flavored creamers, it's, they're plenty sweet, right? I don't have to worry about that. So I added in a Splenda to see if it would like kind of kick it up a notch. No, it just, it just tastes like a, like a raw cinnamon stick. So unfortunately very uninterested in that um and thank you so much to everyone who sent in suggestions about peppermint mocha dairy fruit creamers I really appreciate them I do not appreciate the fact that my grocery stores are just kind of not selling them um but I think I might at this point just kind of circle back to the international delight coffee creamers because they don't have real milk in them apparently um so I'm just going to benefit from the fact that they're using a milk substitute and see where that gets me I guess um, okay, past the ox song of the week. I thought it would be fun to kind of go through what my top songs were for the year. And I know what you're thinking, Maddie, you're not a Spotify girly. No, I'm not. Thank you so much for noticing. I am at my core an Apple Music girly, and I it just kind of is what it is at this point. But Apple does do a replay. I wish Apple did a replay that showed also the podcast that you listen to and all of that. Obviously they, they just have not caught up to the times at all, which is so embarrassing. It's literally so embarrassing, but let's go through some of my top songs. Okay. My most listened to song was you're on your own kid, Taylor Swift. Second was invisible string, Taylor Swift. Third, the one Taylor Swift. Fourth, it's nice to have a friend, Taylor Swift. That to me is such a sleigh that that song made it into my top five because all I see is how people hate that song. And I'm like, oh, really? I eat it up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, clearly. Five was Mastermind. Six was Style. Unfortunately, it's not from Taylor's version because I just didn't have enough time to get Style Taylor's version up there. Seven was Hits Different. Eight was All My Love by Noah Khan. Oops, throwing in a curveball there. Nine was Midnight Rain. Ten was Cruel Summer. And then the next five were all Taylor, Out of the Woods, Cornelia Street, Sweet Nothing, The Last Great American Dynasty, August. Just just the classics, kind of. And so, yeah, honestly, not surprising. All my top three artists were Taylor Swift, Noah Khan, and Olivia Rodrigo. I'm trying to see what my top albums were. Did they even have that? Oh, my top album was Lover. I thought that was niche. I was not expecting that because honestly, there's not that many lover songs in my top. I guess there's three. Okay. Okay. I have a brief traffic report. It's not even traffic report. It's just kind of like something that I've been wanting to say because over this past week, Taylor announced that on her birthday, she's going to be 
releasing the Eras Tour movie to t- to TV to just to your personal TV in your home and you'll be able to like rent it on on demand or something like that and she did this like a couple days after everyone was speculating that she was going to release reputation and I got so sad because everyone in the comments on like her post was like okay but this isn't reputation so like I don't care like okay we were expecting reputation TV and it's like I was thinking about how tiring it must be to be her and to have, I could stop there, and to have her own fans, right? The people that are oftentimes unhealthily obsessed with her, how hard it must be to have those people, the ones that are rooting for you, always expecting more from you, even when like they have no reason to think that like, cause they made up out of thin air, essentially this whole theory that like she was going to announce reputation Taylor's version on the last day of tour in Brazil. And, and then it's like, okay. And then she didn't do that. And so then they get like so mad at her and then nothing she does is good enough. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's so frustrating. Cause she's like, okay guys. And here now you can watch my movie at home. And they're like, okay, we didn't want this. We wanted this. And then she released um, You're Losing Me to Spotify and Apple Music and everything. And everyone in the comments, same thing. Okay, but we want a reputation. And it's like, that must be so hard to be like, no matter what you do, no matter what you put out, it's just like never going to be enough. Like that is so sad. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, fans like going too far to the point where they almost like hate her. Do you know what I mean? Like they love her so much that it's gone too far. And now they're like, we're mad at you and we don't like you because you're not doing this. It's very strange. And that made me really sad because like, obviously I wanted reputation to be announced. Obviously we all know I'm a reputation girly, but when that date came and went, it was like, okay, whatever, move on. Like she's going to announce it at some point and it will be released. Like I can kind of make my peace with that. It's fine. It's, and it's also all so strategic and I'm sure there's so much, there's so, so much behind the scenes that it's like, obviously it just, it all makes sense. I'm sure to people that have way more information than we do. You know what I mean? And I just kind of like, I'm like, whatever, it'll happen when it happens. But it's just, it's sad. That made me sad. Anyways, let's jump into retail horror stories. I am very, very excited. Thank you in advance to everyone who wrote in. I haven't read these, so this is fun because it'll be like a little roller coaster for the both of us. Um, also, the day that you're listening to this, which is hopefully Monday or Tuesday, I will be posting on my Instagram and on the podcast Instagram asking for people to write in with their holiday horror stories. That's supposed to be next week's episode. And I already posted the link for people to write in and not too many people did, which I guess means that you've all had like wonderful holidays, which is kind of beautiful. Um, but I'm really looking for the lore here. So if you have, I don't know, just maybe you had like a family member that one time like ruined Christmas dinner, or if you one time were celebrating Thanksgiving with your family and like the turkey caught on fire, like tell me everything, tell me everything that's gone wrong whilst celebrating the holidays. Maybe you were trying to make it home for Christmas and, um, I don't know, your plane crashed in Wisconsin, like TBT to that story. What was that? 
literally what was that I need to know so much more about that that was in the travel horror stories episode by the way um so anyways if you have something to write in go check the podcast Instagram which you should obviously be following already it's parkedharcombos.pod um and you can there will be a link there that you can submit your story thank you so much okay let's dive in Also, I did see a lot of stories when I was going through and picking some out that were people that have worked in um, the restaurant industry as opposed to retail, and they were like hostesses or waitresses, and they were writing in their horror stories. I didn't choose any of those for this episode because I am planning a separate restaurant horror stories um, episode for the new year, actually. So keep an eye out because your time to shine is coming. So don't think I was forgetting about you, but I wanted to do retail because I feel like um, retail, especially at the holidays, is a true art. And I think it's so important to kind of hold space for those people at this time. Not that I'm not consistently and always holding space for restaurant workers and retail workers because let's face it, they are all up against some of the worst people known to man. I think that's something you learn working retail is like how God awful human beings are. Especially if you're just like a normal, sane, civil, polite person. Sometimes it is so shocking to see how other people are so comfortable treating other people horribly. Like it's actually so, so jarring. And I will say in my retail experience, and I also, I did work at a restaurant one summer as well. um, I didn't have any, like I had my fair share of like rude people, but honestly nothing crazy, especially compared to some of these stories. One thing that I was thinking about recently, and this is like, it's so random. I used to be a social media manager for a podcast agency. And so I would listen to these podcast episodes and I would create social media content for them. I know invisible string theory. Am I right? Anyways, I was working on this podcast once and it is not a podcast any of you have ever heard of if it still exists like it was it was run by these two people this married couple and their whole like shtick was they're they're kind of like those business people they basically they cater to alpha males um I feel like I don't need to say anything more personally but their whole shtick was about like becoming the best in your business and like being an entrepreneur and like how to make a ton of money. And it's all just like so out of touch because they're literally geriatric and they've made money um, and been making money for years well before the world was what it is today. And obviously it's a lot different and they had no concept of that. Very, very out of touch because it's just like some old rich guy telling you how to be rich. And it's like, well, it's not the same. That's not how that works. But like they had a whole podcast episode on how to write a book. (laughs) And he was like, you just sit down and you write it. It's not hard. It's literally. And I'm like, that is so there are literally people who slave over a book their entire lives. And anyways, I will never forget. There was one episode of theirs that I was listening to because I had to listen to their episodes so I could make content for it. And I was listening to one of their episodes and it was, they were talking about how they were buying some sort of like video camera, right. For an event that they were doing. Cause they would host these like 
those kinds of like events, kind of like what an MLM has when they have these like conventions and they have these events to just kind of like rally the troops and to be like, you can sell like it, it's supposed to be, it's all this like bullshit motivational speaking like that kind of thing. They were doing one of those kinds of events and um, they needed this video camera to like record it. And so the woman who mind you was like 25 years younger than this man classic. Um, she was telling this story on the podcast about how she had like ordered something or she had checked online to see if this Best Buy near them had this video camera in stock. And it said that it did online. Also, mind you, this was in 2021. So it was like still during COVID. I'm sure so many places were understaffed at this time. And also as I am listening to this podcast episode, I am, I was presently working a retail job. Okay. So I was like in the trenches in that sense as well. And I was listening to this podcast episode where she's saying she goes to Best Buy to go buy this video camera. She gets there. They don't have the video camera in stock that she, that she saw was in stock online. Now this happens all the time. I, I know I go on like the Target app all the time to see if there's something that's going to be in stock at the Target that I typically go to um, just to kind of like get a gauge. Or sometimes if I'm buying something from like Ulta or Sephora, I'll go online just to like see if they even sell it at the, the Sephora that I usually go to because it just like saves me time. And but there's a lot of times when it says that they have something in stock and then it doesn't. And it's like, OK, that's literally the way the world works. It's the way the world works. You know, shoot. What are you going to do? Um so she gets there. They don't have it. She asks a sales associate if he can go check out in the back. And he's like, oh, it says we don't have any in our system. And she was like, can you go check in the back? And he's like, sure. And I, who amongst us who's worked retail hasn't gone to check out in the back knowing damn well there's nothing in the back. I can't tell you how many times I worked a retail job and I would be like literally in the back in the shelves of what we had available. And I would know for fact that we didn't have any, any of that item in stock. And she's like, can you just go check? And I'd be like, sure, sure. And I would go out back and I would go on my phone and I would grab a quick little snack and then it would come back out. Oh, sorry, we don't have it. I don't, I'm not lying to you. If we had it, I would give it to you. We don't, it's not there. So of course this, and I'm sure this boy was probably like 17. Like he, this is not his career. She was not speaking to a manager. She specified that, that it was a teenage boy, by the way. So he comes back out. No, sorry, we don't have that video camera. And she said, okay, well, it said online that you did. He says, okay, well, sometimes our system isn't as updated as it, as it is in the store. Because a lot of the times, um, those systems, they don't update until like overnight. And so then, then it re- kind of loads the data and then it sees what you have actually in stock and inventory. So it just, sometimes it's just not accurate. And he was explaining that chart and she said, okay, so what are you going to do so I can get this video camera today? And he was like, um, I don't know. We have other video cameras. Like if that's something you're interested in, like I can show you some other brands, right? Which is nice of him because duh, like what else can he possibly do besides be like, Oh, we have so many other video cameras. Cause you're literally in a Best Buy. And she said, no, I need this video camera. And he's like, okay, well we don't have it. <laughs> and then she proceeds to berate this child who mind you, they live down South too. So he's probably making like $4 an hour. I'm being facetious, but not really, literally not really. And the crazy thing is that she's 
talking on this podcast because she thinks she's in the right. Like she feels vindicated in what she did. And I remember listening to this being like, you are horrible and you are so incredibly out of touch. She says to this man, this not even man, sorry, child. She says, this is horrible salesmanship. You should be trying to find me other solutions so that I can get this video camera today. And mind you, all of this is because she needs this video camera urgently because she didn't plan ahead and she had an event that she had to have a video camera for that day, which is a common theme that I'm sure we'll see a lot of in our retail horror stories because these people, they don't plan accordingly. And then when stores don't have what they need, it is your fault. It is your fault as the minimum wage employee that has nothing to do with it, right? And so she said it was crazy that he didn't try to look up other electronic stores to show to send me to so that I could get this um, video camera. He should have been calling other video stores to send me to them to get. And I'm like, what vested interest does this kid have? He's not working on commission. He's a cashier. What do you mean? Literally, what do you mean by that? Could you? That would be so bizarre if he's like, oh yeah, let me call this other store that's not affiliated to us at all and see if they have it in stock. Why would he do that? You do that. That's your job. Oh my God. I'm fuming. That story always pissed me off. And I remember being like, how do I make, how on earth do I make content to entice people to listen to this bullshit podcast? Like this is fully absurd. All right. Now that I've fully gotten that off my chest, let's dive in. Okay. I was working in H&M at the cash register and this lady came in with her son that looked nine years old and asked for a plastic bag. This was a few years ago, so they were free back then. So I gave her a bag and didn't even think about it. She comes back a few minutes later, completely panicked and said there's been an accident in the changing room and runs away. So I go into the changing rooms and she told her son to pee in the plastic bag in the changing room and they all have a hole at the bottom. So it went onto the floor the bathroom was literally right next to the store. I know I did not go clean the pee. That is fully foul. You will be shook to your core to see how many stories in this episode involve someone going to the restroom on the floor of a retail establishment. I'm so incredibly alarmed by this. This is like a step further. Like I said, it's crazy when you work retail because you get to see how rude people can be. It's also crazy when you work retail to see how disgusting and foul and just like not even human some people are. Never in six million years would that ever cross my mind to tell a child, oh, hey, just pee in this plastic bag. What? No, because where did you get this idea? Did you, where did you dream this idea up? I've never, ever seen a plastic bag as a solution to needing to go to the bathroom, let alone in public. Ugh, gross. Okay. Once had a customer get caught stealing by our security guard and was tossed from the store. He came back about an hour later, walked into the front door and proceeded to unleash a full can of bear spray into the store and at our staff. It was awful. Everyone ended up being fine and the customer was arrested, but we had to close the store for the rest of the day and let all the bear spray air out. Like, what do you mean? Also, he was caught stealing. So he decides to go back and bear spray the place. That's absurd I would get it <laughs> I'm like don't get me wrong bear spraying an establishment is absolutely justifiable I'm kidding I'm kidding obviously but I would get it more so 
if like he was trying to return something and he was pissed at you guys because you like wouldn't let him return something but to be stealing and then get caught like that's why first of all why are you returning to the scene of the crime you were in the wrong you could get arrested could you not isn't that like I don't know. Is it is it a misdemeanor? Is it a felony? It's definitely not a felony. Well, depending on what he was stealing. I don't know. But that's insane to go back and further incriminate yourself. And also, it's like, why was he mad at you guys for catching him? Like, that's just, that's not adding up. Okay, not quite retail, but I have a customer service related horror story. I was... 15 slash 16 working as a cashier at the local pool over the summer this one day it was super hot outside and also incredibly busy it was the 4th of July where everyone and their uncle shows up with a billion kids to go swimming naturally I was working the desk that day which meant I was up at the front running the computers where people pay to enter the pool rent life jackets etc and there was a gigantic line outside wrapping around most of the building there were a couple of my supervisors walking down the line with iPads where customers could also pay, but overall it was a huge mess. So I'm a 15-year-old kid just trying to do my job, but suddenly I can see this scuffle breaking out that's messing with the line. It turns out one mom cut ahead of the other mom and her kids, and they were literally fighting over it, like physically fighting, hitting each other with pool floaties. This is the moms, not their kids. My supervisors, who were maybe 18 or 19 tops, had to stop these adult women from beating each other up in front of them their kids and kick them out and meanwhile the entire line was getting clogged up because of it and I was still stuck trying to check in like 300 people super fun how big is this pool 300 people that is insane that like stresses me out so bad thinking of that many people in a public pool that is like a nauseating vibe for me personally um yeah seeing grown women fist fight over cutting ahead of someone in line is absolutely barbaric I can't I can't fathom a world where I would ever kind of resort to violence when hitting when someone cuts in front of me that's not something I I would think to do past the age of six years old probably but that is it's truly that's heinous I used to work at linens and things which for those of you who don't know what linens it's like a it's it they sell linens and things. It's like a home supply store. Okay. Um, we had a no question return policy. Yeah, that is never gonna be a good idea. It's literally never going to be a good idea. This causes some very sketchy returns. One time somebody returned some curtains that were probably at the time of purchase, maybe like fifteen to twenty dollar sheer curtains that you put underneath your big curtains to create a sheer effect. Okay. This person returned these curtains without a receipt. When people return curtains without a receipt or anything without a receipt for that matter, you would look up by the product history and you would refund them the last known price of the product. Okay. The last price on this product was 40 cents because it had been discontinued for 13 years at this point. These curtains smelled so much like cat urine that I couldn't even stand barely taking them out of their package. I had to basically just open the package and close it right back up. I didn't even flinch and just threw them directly into the garbage right in front of the person. She looked at me straight in the eyes and said, what, you're not going to put those back out on the clearance sale? And I just looked at her and said, miss, these are not sellable. I gave her a dollar and 60 cents <laughs> refund for four panels and sent her on her way. That is nauseating and truly disgusting. That is so incredibly foul, not cat urine. Also, 
you would assume that she just had forgotten about these for literally 13 years and then found them and was like, Hey, I guess I could go get my money. Like never in a million years would that thought even cross my mind to be like, Oh, here's this unopened or unused item from 15 years ago. Let me go back and try and return it. That's just like more, like you wasted more money in gas than what you got back from it. I'm sure driving to linens and things that is no, that's, that's so bad. We used to have people come into the store that I worked at, which now I can say, cause I don't work there anymore. I used to work at anthropology and I, I truly, I loved it so, so, so much. Um, it's such a fun store to work at, but I used to work there and I had, we had this one customer that would come in all the time and she was notorious for like reselling things. So she would buy a ton of items and then would go and like resell them. But then when they didn't sell, she would bring them back to return them so she could like get her money back. And so she was always returning things from so long ago. And we would, whenever she came into the store, we would instantly get one of the managers. Cause like we, she would always try and like take advantage of the younger girls that would work there by, because they didn't know, they didn't know her whole shtick and she wasn't technically allowed to be returning these things, but she would always cause a scene and she would always come in at like two minutes before we close and she would have bags and bags of returns all from different orders. So it would take us like genuinely like 30 minutes to go through all of this and she would come in right before we close. So our manager would always just like let her return them so that we could get her out of there. So we didn't have to like deal with it, but Oh, she was horrible. She was such a little witch. Okay. I used to work at Aerie in the mall, which if anyone doesn't know is American's Eagle Americans Eagles. It's the Americans Eagles, the American Eagle female clothing store that sells underwear, bras, pajamas, and comfy stuff. This woman in her forties or fifties pushing her disabled son in a wheelchair enters the store while I'm on register. Unfortunately, he appears to be paralyzed from the neck down and the wheelchair has him leaning back with his feet up. The woman wheels him around the store, collecting things to try on. And when she gets to the panty table where there's Sorry, I can't say that word. When she gets to the underwear table where they're doing the typical seven pairs for $30, she picks out probably 16 pairs of underwear and at the end of her shopping trip is trying to narrow down the number to seven for the deal. She literally used her son as a table no, to see all the underwear she collected and picking up which one she wanted to keep. He's completely disabled, laying out in a wheelchair, and she's got thongs all over him, including one on his face. No. That is so, that makes me really, really, truly so sad. One week later at the same store, a woman went into the dressing room and had violent diarrhea. No, what a switch up. You could have given me some sort of warning. Had violent diarrhea and it was on the walls. No, why was it on the walls? Why was it on the walls? She had to press the button inside the fitting room to request someone to bring her new pants. And she just left cash on the floor and ran out as fast as humanly possible. Okay. One thing I will say is out of all the stories I've read, which is unfortunately way too many about people using stores as bathrooms, this one does seem like it genuinely was not in her control. Because you have to be in a really bad place because a lot of people do it and then they like run away and they like, they don't, they just like don't want to be associated with it at all. But to ask for new pants, I feel like she was, she was desperate. Like she was like, I legitimately need to put on new pants right now. Like pressing the button inside the fitting room for help 
after you've just violently diarrheaed on the walls of an establishment is so truly brave of her like that is actually really really brave and also she left cash so like she was doing her best I I feel bad for her but also like that is disgusting and how do you not have any control over anything I don't it's none of my business actually okay I used to work at a bottle shop or bottle o as we say down in Australia okay I had to google what a bottle shop was because it's um we don't use that term in the U.S. it's a liquor store okay And it was mostly a pleasant experience, except for this one older gentleman. He'd pop up behind me. We had no wall behind the counter, which is, which is sus in hindsight. I have been, okay. When I first read this story, I I was like racking my brain trying to visualize this and I still can't. But I think from what this person is saying was people could just kind of like sneak up on you because there wasn't, it seems like almost the counter was in the middle of the store is what I'm getting. So like people could come up from behind you because it wasn't like in most stores how the counter is up against a wall. I think that's that's the general gist of what I'm understanding. Okay, Um, he'd pop up behind me almost on cue after 8 p.m. and try to convince me to go to his home for a massage after my shift ended. Uh huh. A massage. The detail is like. To lay out the itinerary, to say, like, come over, but for a massage. No, 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 no. I politely declined for months on end. Like, no, this is harassment. Get away from me. Um, but he tried to get me involved almost every night I worked there to the point where I asked my coworkers to warn me if they saw him coming because then I'd hide out in the back. I still have his business card. <laughs> Because I'm a polite idiot who can't stand his ground and tell the customer to fuck off. Actually, I don't think he ever bought anything upon reflection so he's just coming in to ask you to go home for a massage awesome I'd usually love a sober king <laughs> but this guy was not my cup of tea and I didn't appreciate him grabbing my shoulders when I was unsuspecting maybe just invest in a lease with that has a proper wall behind the counter why was my back facing people who could just walk up on me anywho that experience sucked and I don't think that was the worst one, but it's just the memory that comes to mind. Yeah, that's horrible. That's horrible and heinous. And actually, while we're on the topic of men being just beyond horrible in retail settings, I have a doozy for you. Okay. So I work in a unique sort of retail. I am an assistant professional at a golf course in an area of the US where golf is like the thing to do. Okay, I've done some thinking about this. Florida. Based on that sentence and also based on the entirety of the rest of the story unfortunately Florida is my final answer my final guess actually okay uh the course that I work at is decently well known and we have a massive pro shop for the girlies who don't know golf a pro shop is basically a hotel lobby and boutique combined you can check in and pay for your round of golf but you can also buy golf merchandise with our course logo on it our pro shop is known for being much bigger than any other courses around us so oftentimes I am doing more retail-esque work than I am golf related work selling tagging stocking folding you know the deal. As you can imagine, golf is a very male-dominated sport and industry, so I often go through many days without a single interaction with a female. Tragic, I know. This often leads to many, and I mean many, unfortunate comments I've received throughout the day. Below are just a couple quick interactions that I thought might you thought you might enjoy that have been graciously presented to me in my year and a half of working in golf business. Also, whoever wrote this 
you're a queen because the way that this is so well written and it's all so laid out for me that it was just beautiful for me to to take this all in okay this is scenario number one she's answering a work call me thank you for calling this is blank golf course name how can I help you man is this the pro shop yes it is how can I help you oh I didn't realize that they let women work in pro shops is there a man around I can speak to (laughs) stop she said, keep in mind, all he wanted to end up doing was book a tea time, which is literally the most basic performance of my job. I, it's the first thing that you learn. Like, come on. We have another one. Scenario number two, man, also a course member that I see three to four times a week buying some shirts and a hat. Why do you always have long sleeves on? Me, because I'm cold. Why is everyone so concerned about what I'm wearing all the time? And then she writes, I get asked this question a lot because I always wear a sweatshirt or pullover in the pro shop, even when it's hot out because the shop is always freezing. This also makes me think that you live in Florida, by the way, man. Well, because we want to see what's going on underneath the sweatshirt. None of us know what you look like under there. Can you? Sorry, I took a moment of silence. I should have announced that. What the fuck? She said, and that's the goal. Have a great day. I no. Unfortunately, they do get worse. Um, Man buying golf balls. You should get a smaller skirt next time. Me. Why? This fits me fine. Man, it needs to be shorter. I can't see anything in that one. And this counter needs to be shorter too. It's so hard to see over it. Me. You can see my face and that's all you need to see. Man, but I want to see what's below your face. That's the point. Being so brazen as to clarify the disgusting, gross remark that you made so that she understands what what you're saying is so foul. Like that is so, what's the word? I'm like, you just have no sense. You have no sense of anything. And just the entitlement, the way that these men think that they can say anything because it's, because they genuinely think that they are so much better than you and that they're so superior to you. Oh, it makes me ill. This is the last one. Man checking in for his round that he's already late for. What time is it? Me. Taps my phone screen that's sitting on the counter with a lock screen that's a picture of me and my boyfriend at the beach. It's 8.51. Man picks up my phone. First of all, no, that's not yours. Holy shit, guys. Look at this picture. Shows to the men he doesn't even know behind him. I want this printed and framed. I had no idea you looked like that. Wow, wow, wow. Me snatches my phone out of his hand. Please leave. Oh, don't get so mad. Your body is banging. He also proceeded to go outside to some of my coworkers and talk about all the things he'd like to do concerning me. It was so uncomfortable. That was so uncomfortable to write. Wow, I'm so sorry. No, that is actually so fucking heinous. This is so heinous. Ugh, gross. She then wrote, basically the moral of the story is don't feel bad for pushing, (laughs) don't feel bad for pushing, pushing back against creeps and people who make you feel uncomfortable because all of these men and many more have tried to shame me into feeling bad for not being kind to them after these interactions and you should, that should never have happened in the first place. Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I am trying to quit soon and work remote. I am a social butterfly, but this place has fucked me up and your girl needs time to heal. Also, quick side note, thank you for feeling like a friend. Oh my God. To me in an era of my life where I unfortunately don't have many. If you have any advice on how to make friends as a 23 year old teenage girl who works with creepy old men, let me know. Love you, girl. Um, yes. 
my advice is absolutely do not befriend the creepy old men, but I don't think, I don't think you needed to hear that because you're clearly doing amazing. This is so foul. It's just like, I'm so sorry to give you guys a story that'll make you like lose faith in humanity. Um, maybe this next one will be funny. Ha ha. Let's see. Um, I worked at a Dick's Sporting Goods during the height of COVID. Would have moms yelling at me over not having enough baseball pants in stock. Like, also go online, you freak. Have you ever thought about ordering something online? Uh, and then they said, when we didn't even know if sports would be happening. Right, sure. Who knew what, what was going on at any given day during COVID? And we weren't allowed to tell people to put masks on in a state that heavily required masks masks. Sorry. Uh, the worst day was black Friday. I worked 4am to 4pm. That is heinously foul. Um, I had a man tell me my mask does nothing and proceeded to spit in my face. Yes. This was the uplifting story that I was looking for. Obviously I am immunocompromised and took COVID very seriously. And this was the one thing that made me snap. Retail is always rough, but mid COVID really showed how disrespectful people are. That is disgusting. I'm so sorry that happened to you. That is so, oh my God, I have no words. That is disgusting. Not really a bad experience, but I was a seasonal employee at Lululemon one winter break and the amount of men that would come in on Christmas Eve morning looking for a last minute gift for their girlfriend or wife and then would get upset with me when we were out of literally every single size because it was literally Christmas Eve was so shocking. Yes, this is so true. This is it's so incredibly true. And then it's like, it's your problem now. And it's like, no, I bought my Christmas presents in a timely fashion because I'm not stupid (laughs) because I'm not dumb. Um, okay. This one, this one got me. It's disgusting. A woman came in absolutely bone dry. Now you might be thinking, Maddie, what does that mean? Because that's what I was thinking when I read it. I was like, "Uh uh-huh, what a weird thing to specify. She then proceeded to pull money out of her bra to pay for her groceries. The boob money was so wet, it was dripping. Why was it wet? Babe, I don't know. I don't, my best guess is sweat. And that's not a good answer. You know what I mean? Like, that's not something that I'm... I'm loving at all. Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, this person says tr- trigger warning poop as if they, they, they were so naive as to think that they would be perhaps the only poop story in this episode. They are unfortunately not. I worked in a retail story that did not have a public restroom. One night, about an hour before we closed, a man asked us if he could use our restroom and we politely told him that we didn't have a public r- restroom. He rudely rolled his eyes and walked away didn't think anything of it. That night we were doing our closing duties, including fixing the clothes in every aisle and picking up any trash on the clothes or clothes on the floor. I was like, what? Why would there be trash on the clothes? Okay. Well, there was a shirt under a rack. And when my employee went to grab it, she realized there was shit on it. I immediately looked back at the store cameras and this man literally went under a rack of clothes to do his business and then rolled a t-shirt over it to cover it. It was quite literally the most foul thing I've ever experienced. That is like, no, that is disgusting. I don't understand this. Like someone explained this phenomenon to me. I don't get it. Never in a million years would I be in a public place and be like, hey, do you have a restroom? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, you do now. Never. Never in my life. Because that's disgusting. 
And it's just like, it's crazy that the thought crosses your mind. That's what I don't understand. Okay. We had a bench strictly for holiday decoration and we regularly reminded guests not to sit on the benches. Someone's grandma sat on the edge of the bench and it flipped over on top of her. She landed flat on her face. (laughs) I thought you were going to say flat on her back, flat on her face. And our entire team started dying laughing. I know we're horrible, but we had just told her not to sit on it. And she said with an attitude, I sit where I want. We all ran to the break room to contain ourselves. And when we came back out, she asked for my name and social security number. saying she was going to report me to the police. Babe, I'm going to report you to the police for asking for my social security number. What does that have to do with anything? Who, who in their right mind is giving out their social security number to elderly women who were asking for it? Uh, no one, not a soul. Uh, we ended up having security come remove her from the store. Oh, and it was Black Friday. Oh, that's good. So it was a day where you like weren't super busy anyways. That's nice. Okay. When I worked at JCPenney many years ago as a teen, we had pee bandits. No. They would come into the store, get the fancy Christmas dresses for women and pee on them. I cannot make this up. One time at the end of the night, I was cleaning out the fitting room and just out of habit, scooped up a big pile of dresses and they were wet so disgusting that is no that's nauseating that's actually you're not getting first of all it's so uh like unsafe and like like obviously unhygienic feels like the biggest understatement of the century but like to just to be coming into contact with other people's bodily fluids like that's not okay and you are certainly not getting paid enough for that that is so foul people are so insane Um, I used to work at Marshall's while in college during the holiday rush with the line going to the back of the store. I had an older white woman purchase about 20 shirts. She wasn't paying attention when I was ringing everything up and folding the shirts, but looked in the bag when I gave them to her. She said to me, a 20 year old at the time, black man, I don't know where you come from. No, (laughs) no. As soon as those words are uttered, it's like just all validity. Nope. Lost. Gone. Um, but they obviously didn't teach you how to fold properly and then proceeded to dump out the bags and give me a lecture on how to fold properly and how to treat customers items and talk down to me like I was five years old while we had a line of people waiting. This whole interaction took about 15 minutes and the clothes were folded the exact same way I did. (laughs) They had just shifted when she picked up the bag, not saying she was racist, but she was a frequent customer and never treated any of my other coworkers that way. That is foul. That is so foul. And also just to like nitpick the way that someone is folding your clothes to be placed in a bag for you to take it home. Like what difference does it make? As long as you're not literally shoving them into a bag without regard, what difference does it make if you are using the proper technique to put them into a bag to be taken home? Like they will not be in that bag long. That doesn't make any sense. Ew, people suck. They really do suck. I'm sorry. Back in college, I worked at Charlotte Russe and their absolute prime. Wow. What a moment in time. If you don't know what Charlotte Russe is, I don't know how, I don't know if they were worldwide. I don't know if Charlotte Russe was a, was a global phenomenon, but they were, they're kind of like forever 21, just like super cheap, uh, clothes for like teen girls. Um, but they had like a moment, they had a true, true moment, um, they had like insane prices and just like really cheap, but like very trendy clothes. 
And it was like, it was the place to be. The platform heels in every color in the pirate boots era, if you know, you know. Oh, I know, girl. Maintaining the shoe wall was often my responsibility. Okay, so also in Charlotte Rue's stores, they had like a gigantic wall of shoes that, as she said, were like platform heels. They were like the most heinous shoes that were so incredibly, what's the word? I'm like, not practical at all. Um, Okay. Maintaining the shoe wall was often my responsibility while also grabbing shoe sizes from the back for customers. One day, there was a very emotionally perturbed woman who didn't like the fact that we were sold out of the highlighter yellow <laughs> yellow platform pumps she wanted in her size. So she took the display shoe off the wall and chucked it at my face. No, 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 no. Um, I immediately, oh, the stiletto hit me directly in the eye, tearing my contact, causing it to fall out. I immediately got a black eye. Wait, you were so lucky that it didn't do any further damage. Like that could have been really, really detrimental for your literal vision. If a heel hit you in the eye ball, that's not okay. I immediately got a black eye and had to call my mom to come drive me home since I couldn't see enough to drive without the one contact. Oh my God. We had to fill out an incident report and Charlotte Roos corporate asked me if we needed a security guard for me to feel more safe at my job. Wild part-time job I did for like $7 an hour back in the day. That is actually so insane. Chucking a neon yellow platform pump at your face what like people are just fully insane like you have lost it you have lost the plot so incredibly severely okay I was working at a Hollister and you know how the jeans were all the rage well every hour I swear some guy would come running into the store and rip all the jeans off the jean wall in a frenzy trying to steal them a lot of these dudes were really successful because obviously I'm not going to risk my life to stop that so I just let them do it I figured this is dumb though because these jeans aren't even going to fit these men like why would they need them however this was when I lived in Arizona pretty close to the border my boss said that they would take all the jeans to Mexico and sell them for like $300 a pair, which is wild now. And I doubt they'd sell like that now because this was in 2015, but I don't knock the hustle. That, that was genius. Stealing jeans from a bunch of teenage employees who hate their life and making absolute bank in Mexico right before Christmas. I also hate Hollister for being so incredibly whack. We weren't allowed to paint our nails or dye our hair. They need they need you to go for that beachy chill vibe. Also, they fired me for not being willing to pick up extra shift during finals week when I had to study. Literally, they were like, okay, you're done. Goodbye via text one night at like midnight. So yeah, yeah, that's horrible. That's heinous. Not letting you dye your hair or paint your nails, paint your nails. That's insane. That is so weird. And like, this is a part-time minimum wage job. Like you do not get to dictate my life. That's so gross. Okay, it's 6.30 a.m. on Christmas Eve morning, and I am truly in the trenches working an opening shift at Starbucks. One of our regular morning customers came for her coffee. She ended up being unhappy with her coffee because it wasn't given enough room in the cup. Out of, okay, also like the most fixable thing ever. Like it's not even like anyone has to remake, just dump some of it out. You're fine. Out of nowhere, she starts yelling and swearing at me. I wasn't even the barista that helped her. Not that it makes it okay. And then she threw her hot boiling coffee on me and stormed out of the store screaming the whole way. She went full tantrum mode, ruined my whole outfit and burned like hell. 
I had coffee in my shoes for the rest of my eight hour shift. She wasn't the least bit concerned about whether or not I was okay. Literally a traumatizing moment for me. But the worst part was that she continued to show up every day at 6.30 a.m. for the rest of my employment there. I never got an apology, but I had to see her and be polite for another year and a half every time I worked a morning shift. That is like the audacity. Again, resulting to physical violence and like throwing things or fighting people is so... I don't have like another word for it, just like so weird and so juvenile. Like you can tell that these are people that just have no sense of um, like rationalizing their emotions and no sense of calming themselves down. Like that, that is such a extreme thing to jump to. But then to have the audacity to go back there, that just shows that it clearly wasn't like a moment of weakness because say, and obviously this is not justified. But say she was having like a literal horrible day, like say a loved one died and then she doesn't, she's just having an emotional moment. And so she chucks her coffee at you again. There is not a world where that is like an okay response to that. But if you were to do something so like crazy like that, you would think that you would never show up there again because you'd be so embarrassed or you would apologize instantly afterwards because you'd be like, holy fuck, why did I just do that? That was insane. I'm so sorry. I'm literally so sorry. So that makes me think that this is just a normal thing. This was just another day for her, which is crazy. That is crazy. Oh my God, that's horrible. I'm so sorry. This person said, I have many managed to target for five years. One time when I was closing the store in December, I found a dead body. No. Nope, nope, nope. In the bathroom as someone had overdosed and passed away. That is truly so incredibly traumatic. I am so sorry. I'm literally so sorry. Like no one gets paid enough to have to witness that. That is so sad. Um, Another time I refused a return um, for something that was like eight years old and a middle-aged woman spat in my face. What? Another time I wanted to go to my brother's wedding that was on December 23rd in a different state. And my boss said I could get the day off if I worked 24 hours straight. Yes, I absolutely did. And I cried the last four hours because I was so exhausted. Oh my God. Vibe check. Are you okay? I hope you have a way better job now. I, that is really, really so incredibly sad. I'm so sorry. Is working 24 hours nonstop legal that's not feeling legal to me I don't think I don't think that is in any world is that legal well I mean I guess because like doctors do like 24 hours they do a 24-hour shift I think obviously way different profession and way different pay grade so um I'm not saying that it's right but like that is so insane I am so sorry. Okay. Uh, this is our last one. It was just my manager and me working on a slow night and a woman was shopping for a funeral dress. Little did I know that she was sending me to the back for sizes so that her son could start sealing clothes from the floor. Awesome. When she came to the register to purchase a dress, she tried at least eight different cards that all declined. My manager came over to see what was happening and her son pulled out a gun on us. She actually bought the dress with cash while we had the gun pointed at us and they left They left wishing us a good night. Retail workers do not get paid enough for this shit. No. Nope, they don't. What? Crazy move. Okay, because pulling a gun on someone is a 
is an offense. That is an offense. That is a crime. So you would think in order to do that, you would be, it would be a very extreme situation. So I just find it crazy. Not, again, not that there's ever in a situation where that's normal or okay, but it's crazy that they pulled a gun, but then proceeded to actually pay for it. Like they weren't even actually robbing you in that sense. So seems like an unnecessary use of like a criminal offense. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're going to risk it, why would you do it while you're paying full price for an item? Like that's just like senselessly risky. I don't know. That's not, it's not sitting right in my soul. Wow. Thank you guys so much for going on this absolute journey with me. This is a reminder. I don't think I have to remind the good people that listen to this podcast episode, but just make sure you're treating everyone with extra kindness. Give them all an extra dose of kindness this holiday season. Um, if it's your barista, if it's the cashier when you're buying Christmas presents, if it's the hostess at the restaurant, like just give give everyone a smile. Not me telling you guys to smile. Oh my God. Maddie, mind your own fucking business. But no, seriously, be nice to everyone. Um, because everyone is inevitably kind of going through it. So let's just keep that reminder in the back of our heads. Thank you so much for listening, and I will chat with you guys next Monday. Bye.